Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. I've been pretty busy with the Logan Startup and one of the, one of the churches from the area invite us, invited some of us out to... Um, to a workshop one day, right? And they gave us, and one of the key, one of the key um, scriptures was 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 6, 2. And that day, that I knew that day as I read this and, and we went through this, this passage, I knew this was going to be the next message that I spoke of. And it, and it grabbed hold of me and it's been, and it's just been front and center in, in my mind ever since, okay? And, you know, today I was thinking, just don't blow the intro, Simo, you know what I mean? Um, Get a, that's, you you got to grab him straight away. But, so we're doing all right. I got here and I was a little bit nervous. But through the, through the, so as soon as I got here, I knew. And I knew God had, God had given me this word. And he'd, and he'd give, it to, give, give it to me months ago. And it's, it sat in me. And it's ministered to my heart and, and to my mind and to my hands. So I, that's been my focus. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful scripture. It's, a, it's, it's simple. You don't have to decipher, to decipher it. And in essence, what it does, it... It explains who we are and therefore what we do. And all through, so the, from, from the start of the service, I've been sitting here and have you noticed it's about being activated, being active in your faith, all right? Shining the light of Christ. Like, like Peter said, the prayer. Our eyes, gives the eyes to see and, and the feet, you know, to take us to where we've got to be and so we can minister, so we can be, bring people into the kingdom of God and to share in the blessing that we've been blessed. It's a, it's a blessing that we didn't earn, Okay. And it's a blessing for eternity. And the blessing, it's, it's, it's abundant and it's infinite and it can reach every single person who puts their faith in Jesus. And we've been called to, to spread this message. So that's basically what I'm here. I'm really pumped about this. Day. I, I love this. I love, I love God, man. And I love what he can do, you know. And it's fresh in my mind what he can do, man. Three years ago, I was sleeping on the streets, you know. That's mental. Man, only God can do that. Anyway, so... We probably, oh yeah, so we're going to go to, it's, it's, it's 2 Corinthians 5.14 to 6.2. Um, and I want to tell you, so we're going to go through this. And like I said, the scripture, it speaks for itself really. So, but I'm going to give you three stories that's going to help you illustrate it a bit. Okay, so one's going to be a story about Terry. Oh man, Terry right there. Another story about Penny. And another story about Stevie Boy. Yes, mate. All right. <laughs> so... All right, so we want to go to the um, we'll go to the scriptures, right? So, for Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And all this is from God who reconciled himself through Christ, reconciled us to himself through Christ, okay, and gave us this ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making this appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin 
to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you, do not receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Okay. It's, that's a beautiful passage. Amen. Okay, so the more I learn about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, the more I realize it's about getting our head and our heart and our hands all in a line to where God wants them to be so we can go and do his will out in the world. Ken, what do you say? It's about getting the vertical and the horizontal straight, right? Bingo. So one of the first people to ever speak to me at Getting Real With God was Terry Lang. He used to volunteer at Fishers the Men on a Monday, all right? Fresh off, I was fresh off the streets on bail for a string of serious charges, right? So I had to, I had to sign into the police station three times a week. And Terry, he'd drive me into the city on a Monday, all right? And I'd sit in the car. And as, as we were driving, he'd explain to me what it meant to follow Jesus. And what, what it really meant to follow Jesus, all right? To give up your old life and to put your faith in Jesus for a new life. It was about getting my head straight, okay? Um, you know, that's right, getting our head straight. And so where I was at, you know, some of the stuff he told me sounded too good to be true, and some of it was, it was pretty scary. So I'm facing a few years in jail, and the guy tells me, you've got to confess, repent, and um, put your faith in Jesus. I'm like, confess? No, mate, I'm not confessing. <laughs> but I did, I did. And I, um, I did, I, con- I confessed and I repented, and I put my faith in Jesus for a new life. You know, and everything Terry said that would happen, it, it did happen. Okay, I got real with God, and God became very real to me. So, um, you know, and that was facilitated by God's ambassador. For me at that time, Terry Lane. You know, my brother, what, getting your hands and feet in the game, right, Terry? That's right. Okay. That's about getting my head straight, getting it reorientated. Hey? That's exactly, that's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> I love you, brother. I love you so much. All right, that's about getting my head reorientated to where it should be. All right, understanding that Jesus is the boss. He's real. He knows me and he loves me. Okay? He is Lord of all. He knows everything, so when he asks me to do something, the best thing for me to do is to be obedient. Okay, and that's especially when I don't understand what's going on, because that's what faith is, right? So, ah, for Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Right. So, and now I'm going to give you the story about Penny, right? So, the other day I got to meet Penny. She's, she's, um, she's one of my sisters. She's been walking with Jesus for 50, 60 years, right? And she's, she's a little English, English woman and um, she's got the accent going. She calls me Simon. You know? <laughs> Simon! Bless your cotton socks, Simon! That's it. She really talks like that, right? <laughs> but she's got, such, she's got such a beautiful heart. Man, you know, she's really quiet, soft-spoken, this type of stuff. And I know I went to meet her. It was actually after the Good Friday, after the Good Friday service. And I went to meet her and I sat down and we were talking about things and I was sharing a bit about my story and about the hope 
that we have in Jesus when there's, when there's no hope. There's no hope. I, I've, I've lived 20 years, no hope. No, no, no belief there could be hope. But then I found God. I found Jesus. And that's, that's, that's the hope beyond hope. Because you know, it's the hope that's guaranteed and the hope that's eternal. But we're sitting there and we're, we were talking about stuff. And, um, you know, she's sitting there and she gets quiet, you know, and she's real thoughtful. And she tells me the story. She's, you know, Simon, I'll tell you, there's this, um, there's this guy who lived down the road from me, a young guy. And um, she tells me he, gets, he, he, he got reckless, real reckless, real loose, and he starts heading downhill real fast. Got real skinny, real quick. So it sounds to me like he's on the ice, right? And um, so, what does she do? The world tells you, and your flesh tells you, stay away from that guy. You know he's dangerous. He's going to hurt you. You know he's a drug addict, mate. There's no use talking to him. And sometimes there is no use talking to him because I was that guy. I know that. You know you couldn't you couldn't tell me nothing most of the time. But, you know, she prays and she's got to do something, man, you know. So um, she hobbles down to his, in his letterbox and she puts a, a Bible in and she races off. Yeah, and then she's got, and this dude, he's got music bang, 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 pumping all day, all night. So she goes and grabs a Christian CD, hoping he's going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's something. And then she walks and she pops it in his, in his letterbox and, and, and takes off. And she's telling me this story. I'm like, far out, man. This is crazy. And I'm looking at her face and I'm seeing her heart for this, this kid, man, all right? I'm watching and she's speaking to me and then, ah, I see it. She snaps. Oosh. And she starts crying, man. And she's crying, crying, crying. I said, what's, what's going on? And she goes, Simon, you know, the other day, you know, I, I, found, I found out this kid, you know, he, 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 he got sent to jail and he died in jail, you know? And man, I'm looking at her face and she's crying. And I'm saying to myself, oh, man, that's God's heart. You know, that's God's heart for people. <sighs> that's God's heart for the lost. You know, he doesn't see a junkie and he doesn't see hookers or adulterers or any of that stuff. He sees his kids who have lost their way. You know? And it's, um, you know, when we see this boy through a worldly point of view, we see a guy who needs to get his life together. You know, someone you've got to stay away from. He's going to hurt you. He's a waste of time, mate. Penny didn't see that. Penny saw this kid through the eyes of Jesus. All right? When we're seeking God's kingdom, then our perspective, it shifts. All right? We see the world through the eyes of Jesus, and then our heart shifts. When our heart shifts, we care about the things that Jesus cares about. All right? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who, recon re who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Last week, we were sitting there praising God on Friday and we sang new wine. And, and those words, um, Lord, I came here with nothing but all you have given me. You know, Jesus, make this new wine out of me. And that's when he was saying this as well. You know, we, we got nothing. and we, without, we, we might be all right, but we God. None of, us, none of us would be where we are right now if we didn't have Jesus in our lives. So, verse 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. There's two things that stand out to me about that verse. Okay, the first one is all this is from God. God initiates our redemption. He did the work and he sustains it and he brings it to completion. But with that, he gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation. 
that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Whoops. All right. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. All right, this doesn't just apply to Paul and his boys 2,000 years ago. This applies to all of us today. We are all trusted ambassadors who are commissioned and authorized to speak on God's behalf, to be his emissaries and represent his kingdom. All right, God is making his appeal to a broken humanity through us. And who, who best to communicate that? Those that, that experienced it firsthand. And we live it. We live in the blessing. All right. This can be a problem for some people as well. I'm an ambassador for Jesus. What do you mean? All right, but we, we, we've already spoken about it today. That's why I know this is God's, this is God's word today. I, I knew that. And some of you are going to be activated and some of you are going to be reactivated. And that's, that, that's been my prayer, all right? So um, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And then Peter just used this scripture just earlier. It said another way in Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's a summary of the gospel. That's the good news we are called to share. That Jesus, the only one who was completely righteous, took all our wrongdoings upon himself so that as his followers, he could transfer his righteousness to us. Okay? And we are set free from a condemnation that we deserve. Okay? And then Paul, the point it comes to a, uh, its culmination uh, they break the, I think they break the chapter up a little bit earlier here. As God's co-workers, we urge you, do not receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you now, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Co-workers. Co-workers work together. We are called by God to do work with God in God's own mission, man. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Co-workers with God. That's an, that's an honor. That's an honor for all of us. And, you know, those people out there, they stand condemned. And each of us hold the key to their salvation. I can't keep that to myself. God doesn't want us to keep it to ourselves either. Now, death had a claim on my soul and all of our souls that had to be paid. And the only way that that debt could be paid with us still escaping death was if Jesus paid it for us. And we spent last week remembering and celebrating what he's done, what he's done. But the story doesn't stop there. God's mission continues and we have a part to play in it. We know that... <sighs> You know, when we come to Jesus by faith and we surrender our lives to him, he takes us in the palm of his hand and we become his children. But the flip side to that, anyone who's not sitting in the palm of God's hand is held firmly in the grip of Satan's. All right? Some know it better than others. All right? But that's just plain and simple the way it is. All right, um, Satan hates with an intensity that none of us can understand or imagine. And he's got an army of followers hell bent on doing his will. And I, I, used to, I used to work for him. I, I know, mate, all right? God doesn't want anyone to perish. Satan wants everybody to perish. And our job is to combat that. The new creation is someone who does not live for themselves. They live for Jesus, and in, and, and in doing so, they live for others. So 
But we, were, we are representatives of God's kingdom. And we're, we're ambassadors of Jesus, right? Who are called to minister to the lost and usher them back into the kingdom. Every single one of us have got a story to tell. And every one of us have a, have a way of reaching. Oh, you can reach people I can't reach. You know what I mean? Just like I can, I'm going to reach people you're not going to reach. Right? We, all got, we all got our part to play in this mission. You know, in partnership with God. It's, it's an amazing thing. And this ambassador, disciple, believer, you know, it's, it's, all these terms are interchangeable, all right? They're, um, but it all comes down to three things, right? It's our head and our heart and our hands. The head is following Christ, being decided and clearly recognizing Jesus as Lord as your life. Okay? It's a daily choice and a challenge to follow God. Your heart is being, tra- is being changed, transformed. We're on a journey that is changing us to the Im- image of our Lord. Day after day, we, we are becoming more Christ-like, you know. And the hands, it's, it's about being committed to the mission of Christ, God's mission to reconcile creation back to himself. And that's, that's our mission too. That's our, that's our ministry. That, that's the ministry of reconciliation, ushering people back into the embrace of God. And I get it. People are busy, right? But we can't be too busy to not be who God calls us to be. And, and, and the thing is, it's about being intentional, right? You can take five minutes out of your week and to be intentional with someone in your conversation and being open to opportunities. And when you're open to opportunities, you, you're going to notice them more. We, that, was, that, that was a prayer today. You know, give us your eyes to see, all right? So you're going to notice more opportunities. You're not always going to take him. <laughs> I don't always take him, right? But when I'm, when I'm open and I'm intentional, I can grab hold of some of them and then occasion, and, and then as, as things progress, I'm going to be able to, t- I'm, going to, I'm, going to I'm going to take, I'm going to grab hold of more of them, right? And you know what? This, this, this brings me to my last point. That's, this is about Steve, mate. You know, sorry for cutting you off earlier, Brad. But <laughs> so, yeah, my little brother, Stevie boy, right? And we've been working together for a couple of years now. And I've um, with discipleship and intern training, and I've seen this. I've seen my brother grow into a into a, into a mature man of faith, a man of God, and I respect him, mate. And my son respects him. You know, as a brother, I respect him as a brother and as a peer. And it's and it's an awesome thing to see him see him grow. You know, become a man of God, called answering the call, right? And anyway, so in the um, in the uh, this, this is the hands, right? So in in the internship in the internship. Uh, I think it was like last week, man, or the week before. All right, Steve tells us he got to pray for a guy at work, and that's and that's pretty cool, right? Uh, so I so thought that's that's a, that's an amazing thing to share. So he's he he's let us know not long ago that he just started a full time job, his first full time job. All right, that was in in class as well, and, and Brad's right onto it. All right, this is yeah, this is this is your chance, right? This is your new, this is your new ministry. Okay, you go. Um, and, and anyway, he, he, he walked him through a, a few steps, a few, a few instructions, and it was just about, you know, yeah, being open, being intentional, right? And um, so I called Steve up yesterday and I said, do you mind if I share this? He said, yeah, no worries. And I asked him, how, how, did, this, how did it start, man? You know, and he said, well, I rocked up to my new job and, I, and I'm meeting people. And he said, one of, one of the guys I talk, talk more with, he asked me, you know, what, what do you do in your spare time, Steve? And he says, well, I, I go to church and I'm a youth leader. That's a great way of introducing yourself as a Christian, you know, putting God on the plate. Because it interests people, all right? You don't have a suit on and you're not carrying a King James Bible, mate. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean you're a Christian? 
All right. But um, so he, he starts this conversation and um, they talk about, like Steve tells me he's a real scientific dude and he's coming asking me questions about creation and, and God. What does it all mean? All these big, big questions. Some of them are real big questions. But Steve says, you know what? I don't have the answer for that right now, but I can find out for you. And he goes away and he has a look up and he comes back and there's an ongoing, ongoing conversation. All right. And, and the thing is, so this is the Ministry of Reconciliation. Right? He's been an ambassador for God. He's, he's God's front man right there in, in the workplace. He's turned his workplace into his ministry. And then so, and the other thing, but the beautiful thing with that is that this is going on and then there's more, there's others being drawn in. Okay, that's not the guy he prayed for. The guy he prayed for was another guy who rocks up to his, to, to work, new, new guy on the job. You know, Steve gets talking to him. What are you up to, man? Man, listen, I'm just new at this job. I need a, I need a place to stay, this and that. Steve says, can I, can I pray for you? Sure. So he prays for him, and guess what? Prayers get answered. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what God, God does. You call on the name of Jesus, and he rocks up. Right? Penny. Yes. That's right. That's steady obedience in the right direction. All right? That's the head, heart, and the hands. And like, like, like the boy said, Peter said this morning, we've got a lot, lot going on. We've got English Corner, RI. We've got three church startups. You know, you, you, people are busy, but you can, you can join in with something that's already gone. Right? But whatever, whatever you do, you, you, we remember what it's all about. It's, it's about it's, of course, it's about God, you know, because, we, because we love him, and that's what compels us, our love for God, right? And his love for the lost. And it's about being open, in, open and intentional, head, heart, and hands. All right, I told you it wasn't a complicated or tricky message, right? So that's me about done. But um, <laughs> before I go, though, I want to I I pray for you. And then and, you know, I'm going to be here as well. Oh, yeah, Chris. Sorry. So I'm going to pray. But, and then after that, I want to be here for you if, if you want individual prayer about anything, all right? If you, if you want to get active, get activated or you want to get reactivated, all right? If you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus... But you want to know, if you've heard about him for all these years and you've never really known him, I'll come and, you come and I'll pray for you. All right? If you want that fire to burn bright, I'm going to pray for you. All right? But it's all, all, what's it about, Chrissy? What he's done, right? It's all about our Lord. <sighs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Bless them. Bless my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for what, what you have done. Thank you what you've done for all of us. Thank you that it wasn't anything that we did. Thank you that you're so good. You made us good. Thank you that you paid the price for us to get back into fellowship with Father, for us to get right with you, Lord. And when we're right with you, everything's all right. Because you're our hope. No, we don't depend on ourselves anymore. We depend on you. And when we depend on you, Lord, you never let us down. Because that's who you are and that's what you do. You're the perfect Father that loves us. I pray for that we have minds focused on that fact that you are Lord, you are King, and you got us in the palm of your hand. I pray for hearts, hearts that are compelled by the love of Christ. Now I pray for hands, hands that are active in your mission, willing to serve, 
willing to sacrifice, willing to lay themselves, you know, to lay themselves aside so they can pick up you know, the cares of the world, the broken, and minister to those guys out there that don't know you, Lord, but, but should know you and that need to know you. In the name of Jesus, I, I pray. And we thank you, Lord. Amen.